This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Show About Nothing. We're together joined by... Wait, no, I am joined today by Fatima as always, or rejoined actually, because I was gone for a while. Yes. And for the first time here behind a microphone, uh, all anxious and everything here, Belen. Yes, Hi. welcome Belen. Thank you. She's actually been on our show once before from mm-hmm. a distance. So this is really fun because we get to meet her for the first time face to face and she is so beautiful and we're really happy to have her. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Our topic for today is going to be depression. Now hold your horses, this shouldn't be a depressing topic, but uh, we're going to be touching on different aspects of depression, such as you know, different types of depression, Uh, our experience with depression, as I assume everyone has experiences in depression, and ways to counter it or to fight against it, such as medication or exercise or activities. Or all of the above at the same time. Well, it depends on the extremacy of of (laughs) depression. What do you say? The extremacy of depression. The extent. Extent. Excrement. Excrement. (laughs) Depends on the excrement of your depression and how much it stinks. Yeah. (laughs) Did you notice how we all just started sort of talking very low because this is a serious topic and as soon as it gets easier. Yeah. This This is is about depression. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's what we're going to talk about. Depression. Yes, we're talking about depression and we're happy about it. No, but it is important to talk about it's it's sort of a taboo subject and I think we should we should talk about it. And um I was actually online looking like searching a bit, uh, you know, just doing some research for the show and I found some um some ideas that I would like like for us to uh, just comment on quickly. Um one could say myths legends whichever but uh here they go all right so the first one if i say quote depression isn't real what do you say bullshit false wait is this a quiz (laughs) (laughs) it's you can you can see it that way yeah it is it is something that so um i i think we've all experienced depression in this room actually Mm -hmm. yeah right Mm -hmm. um and you often feel like people are asking you like generally the, the question I get is, did something happen? What happened? Yeah. Like just because there has to be something that ignites mm-hmm. the depression. But I'm actually looking on a web page called, um, well, provided by University of Michigan. It's called University of Michigan Health. And they have put up some myths and some facts about it, uh, about depression, like putting them uh, against each other, each mm-hmm. other, sort of. So in this first first uh, column, there's depression. depression isn't real. It's something in your head. You're being lazy. Which I think is sort of something you feel when you have the depression. You're like, oh, fuck my character. I'm just not strong enough. Like you mm-hmm. you tell yourself that, that. I love how you were about to say my character isn't strong enough. As in like mm. you're in a D- D&D section. Uh, section <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're my... like, oh, my strength is only four. Like I'm not strong <laughs> yeah, enough yeah. for this depression. I need Nerd. to like, <laughs> I need to throw the die and see what happens yeah. if I can. <laughs> no, but a fact about depression then. This, the Depression is a disease of the brain. So we want that to be acknowledged, right? Uh, ex- experts believe that certain brain chemicals go out of balance to cause the disease. 
uh, no one thing causes depression. Many things. It, it like you know genes and H- hormone, hormone. Multifactorial it, kind of disease. Exactly. Exactly. As it's scientifically called. I think. Nicely done. Nicely yeah. Done. Good on you to get a scientist on the show finally. <laughs> uh, and mainly, like the point to take out, it is it is a disease mm. to be considered as one. Uh, how about this? These ones. Depression always gets better by itself. I mean, theoretically, that's true because it can only go two ways, right? It can go away, or you can go away. So theoretically, it solves. It's a self-resolving issue. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess that that is true. Uh, I mean, I'm not suggesting suicide. I'm just suggesting human, you know, death is inevitable. So I mean, uh, it will sooner go sooner or later. It'll go away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, but I actually disagree because I don't think it ever goes away. You just learn how to deal with it and how to move around it. But what is if you go away? You go away with your depression. So Yeah, but that that is like, I think my death would not be such a big thing because uh, my depression would have lasted 80 years and then I'm gone. So Mm. the weight of my depression is much bigger than the weight of my death in the grand scheme of things. Also the impact of your depression... Um, mm-hmm. on the on the world whilst you were alive exactly um, all the things i did yeah. while i was depressed and are... and everyone who was affected by it exactly yeah. what is if you were a great artist uh, i'm not so that's not like a big uh, yeah but i mean what <laughs> if right i mean we're, we're just we're just talking about what ifs right i mean if you were yeah. a great artist and in your depression you produced these wonderful pieces of art if it was music or paintings or whatever um or dance um it becomes if it becomes canonized then you're definitely not gone like your depression will be continuously analyzed by students of arts and stuff but maybe it also inspires and and becomes a way to you know but isn't that sort of the idealized version of of the artist like uh, well i'm not saying the idealist i'm just saying there has been artists that were depressed yeah yeah yeah, and, and, and writers and everything i mean i'm just i just think it's interesting because they are like you you have these artists that are like they're living on nothing they're only living on their art and they're high on opium all the time and they're sweaty and running Eating around rotten apples so yeah, they get drunk exactly. from it yeah exactly biting off their ears and stuff or cutting off their ears and what not <laughs> biting off their <laughs> biting ears off. Yes, yes no but i think wasn't it Ozzy Osbourne actually the bite up, bit off the head of a rat during a concert wasn't it yes. a bat was it a bat? Yes, well so. rat bat same rat, same, bat. same, <laughs> same, <laughs> same but different that's like Wow. Uh, anyway, and that lives on. <laughs> yeah, but does it have think something to do with depression, though? I, I mean, he's like, man. I'm depressed. I'm gonna eat this bat. No, he was just on speed yeah. every ah, day, yes. all day, every day. Or no, that was the one from Motorhead. Oh, oh. Uh, Lemmy, Lemmy yeah. something. He was like, he would have a line of speed for breakfast. Like Jesus, every day of his life. Well, um, I mean, that could be a sign of depression, I guess. I mean, depression and substance abuse yeah, go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. And that is also what many artists have hidden behind, I feel. Mm. Like, uh, this is very cool that I drink so much and that mm. I can hold my alcohol properly. Yeah. But what I'm really doing is just slipping into this other character, what people want from me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But it also speaks to the romanticization of depression and substance abuse. Yeah. Because we, yeah. I feel like... a cool, whimsical, artisty thing to do. Yeah. And maybe it is true that many of the art pieces that we enjoy this day would not have happened had people had a better mental health. Yeah. 
because yeah. that that I heard in the documentary about Amy Winehouse. That's yeah. just called Amy. Yeah, and it's a good one, guys. Watch yeah. that one if you want to. Big recommendation. You're yeah. gonna cry, but yes. it's okay. Yes. It's gonna be worth it. <laughs> it's gonna be um, a healthy type of crying. Yes, <laughs> you're gonna be cleansed. <laughs> uh, but um, they, one of her friends that used to be her manager during the first part of her career, mm-hmm. really wanted her to go to rehab, but she said no. And then we go back to black. In a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we go back to black. That album is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's so beautiful. Mm. But he said, her friend said on the documentary, I think, please check your sources. I am not a reliable source. Mm. But he said that had she actually listened to her friends instead of other people in her life, yeah, she would have gone to rehab. Yeah. We wouldn't have back to black. Yeah. But we would have her. Amy Winehouse would be alive, so possibly. Yeah. I mean, we 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 can't completely speculate because I mean, I I don't know the exact story, but I'm assuming she did die reasonably fast after that. Um, mm. Mm. Uh, but we could theoretically say, just just as a as a total side loop here, that if she would have gone to rehab and then produced an album, it may have been as good, maybe better, maybe worse. Who knows? But it's I think, difficult I to mean, know. Just yeah, of course it's difficult I've, to know. But uh, just generally, like. You want to feel something that you want to listen to something you can relate to or see something that sort of speaks to your, I don't know, more challenging parts of your life. And having something that like, you know, when you meet someone, this is like purely speculative and based on myself, of course. But, you know, when you meet someone that's just happily, amazingly happy. I hate them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You just don't like them. Mm. If they're too positive, too high on life, you're like, why don't you just go and get run over by a bus or something. Like, mm. I don't want you in my surroundings. Yeah, no, it's toxic. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know people who are happy, like, on the outside, but then actually, you know, in reality, <laughs> they, they, you know, their parents died and their, they, you know, whatever, everything went to shit and they just kind of, I guess they lost it a bit and they're happy about but it. But isn't it that, like, they, they, like, it doesn't really matter what happened to them because it, either way, even if, like, they had a shitty life and everybody considers themselves to have problems, right? Right. But then they manage to get over it and be super happy whilst you're like, oh, I, I still got my problems and I can't handle them. So, you, so, you, <laughs> so you become this, like, you just feel guilty and that's why you don't want to have them around you. But that's the thing. Mm. There is not our way mm. of going through the pressure or of going through the the things that have happened in your life that were traumatic mm. there is not a single way of doing it mm. and what society does right now is for us that maybe don't have the attitude towards our problems they compare us uh, to the people that are very happy-go-lucky even yeah. though they have gone through all these complicated things in their life and they are telling us if they did it why aren't you doing it yeah yeah what is wrong with you and that just puts you're not more trying pressure hard on enough yeah exactly yeah. so it goes it goes back to the myth of you're just being lazy yeah. you're just not trying hard enough yeah excuse me i'm trying with everything that i have the only problem is that i don't have much right now yeah (laughs) you know so i think it's all like like everything in life everything is interconnected Mm. so but that brings up a good point that everyone has a different way not only a different way of dealing with it but also a different threshold of how far they can go to deal with the issue some people might be like ah you know my mother died ah well you know new day new new thing while someone else might go into you know depression for many years or or, you know be emotionally scarred for life Mm. um, brings up a good point that um, it really is relative to 
the person themselves and and the way they can deal with it. I, I assume there is tricks and, and ways of, of progressing fast. Otherwise, rehab and, and psychologists would just be a scam. Um, yeah. But I do absolutely agree. It's it's really dependent on the person. And um, I can kind of understand why you guys hate friendly people or nice, <laughs> happy people. But I mean, I can't can't really understand because they're just you know happy go lucky you know it's, it's I mean it's great to for have them, a person but around it's just like annoying that. for me not every day no obviously <laughs> not yeah. but like you know um, when you I'll go out on a Friday is... evening you don't hang out with like you know the ten, gloom person. ten people who are like suicidal it's just gonna it's not really gonna be a great Friday I'm sorry mm, but yeah. um, I mean it can judging be, it can by be. your standards uh, <laughs> you don't know my idea of fun and true you act, assuming true act, that's true, true that's true it's just very rude <laughs> so hold your horses <laughs> i want you guys to just comment quickly on this one more thing which is children cannot get depression children are i think the most depressed people in a sense like this is not a fact mm. this is an opinion because nobody takes children seriously yes. and when children have very big feelings they're normally like put down like oh it's not such a big deal yeah, just so get I up. Think, you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah, you're, you're, this is not you'll, you'll, know, you'll learn when you grow older sit down and yeah. eat your spinach yeah. you it's, demon it's called disruptive mood disregressional disorder for kids when they um, are depressed depression between 6 and 18 um, which you know apparently happens yeah. reasonably often yeah so I, I lifted this because I wanted to make clear that anyone, any age group can be depressed. Gothenburg Student Radio. <laughs> That's the one. You are listening to the show about nothing. And we were talking today about depression. Uh, we've already covered some myths and we've, we've hmm. established that depression is real. It is a real disease of the brain. And it can happen to you at any given point in your life. So now what we're going to talk about is which symptoms have been described that tell you that, hey, friend, you might be depressed. Check yes. it out. Check yourself. I mean, generally, one should know when one is depressed. But um, here are some symptoms. <laughs> uh, feeling of darkness or gloominess. Feeling of worthlessness and meaninglessness. Uh, overwhelminglessness. Over, over like you're just feeling enough. overwhelmed, I yes. guess. Yeah. Uh, loss or change of appetite, loss of interests and loss of desire for activities, social distancing. I mean, not in a corona way, but, you know. Yeah, self-isolating sort of. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah cutting yourself off, not answering. Uh, mm. thing. Uh, difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentration, uh, con concentrating, irritab irritability, irri irritability. Irritability, you get annoyed at everything word. around, yeah. It's a yeah. weird word. Irritability. 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 Yes. Fatigue and um, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So as a, some of the symptoms, there is a couple more, but those are the major symptoms of uh, depression. If you are experiencing one of these, please call K103. At <laughs> please contact Actually, your... Actually, do not <laughs> We are not us. qualified for this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll just offer you wine and or beer. And that yes. is not good for you. It's the best medication no. we got. <laughs> no, no, but there are like, so um, talking quick, uh, I'm going to jump in here quickly. So I'm going through a depression that started like I got, I started getting help in July. Uh, and so it's been some time. And uh, I was actually surprised at 
uh, because I'm I'm the kind of person that doesn't really go to the doctors. I I, I hurt myself. I, I, like from my family, it wasn't really in our culture to check. Like go to the doctors. Ah, it's but a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of place where I grew up, and um, so I actually was um, I was feeling like shit. I wasn't doing anything. I couldn't get out of bed, and I, I was trying to go to work. And these like like going to work, I was just checking options to how can I just make my suffering end on my way to work every day and after a while I was like I just can't do this anymore so I had a, a very dear friend of mine uh, take me to uh, the hospital well actually we made a call first to uh, the care center and then we went to the hospital and I was taken care of so fucking quickly like so fast which is something that doesn't go like Uh, because a few years ago, maybe two, three years ago, I called them and was like, I'm feeling depressed. I need to talk to someone. And they were like, well, the queuing time is really long, you know, la, la, la. But now this time when I actually went to the hospital, they f- picked me up straight away. Like I had I had bookings, the de- like I had meetings with doctors day after, three days after that, four days after that, like all, all, because they just didn't want to leave me alone. And I am so happily surprised at this like there is like if you're feeling sad if you're feeling depressed there are there is help to get and like don't be like me and think that nobody's going to help you which is also sort of a um a symptom of depression because you're feeling alone all the time but you're not it's very common and you can get help and it can be quick and that is good so go for it even if you don't want to Even if you don't want to, like, go get them, tiger. Yeah, At least yeah. try it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not going to kill you. And if it is, maybe that's going to be what you want. But mm. that's not what we're talking about. That's tough. That's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. Stop. So, no. uh, but you, um, you, I know you told me that, uh, so I'm talking towards Max now. You've had a depression earlier, right? Yeah, I had the uh, the child depression, uh, or at least that was the first stage of depression. Um, it was uh, coupled with the fact that I was just entered school and kind of was picked on because I, I had dyslexia and it wasn't uh, acknowledged in my primary school. I lived in I lived in a town, a small town in Germany. So obviously the small backwater town uh, elementary school didn't uh, really recognize that. So I was just straight up labeled as stupid. Mm. So I became the, uh, you know, the class clown as someone to pick on like, oh, I feel down. Hey, let's pick on Max. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that early on, Uh, caused serious depression with me. Um, It took me a while to understand that it actually was depression. Mm. Because as like a six-year-old, seven-year-old, you're like, what the fuck? I do not like this. I do not want to do anything. All I want to do is, you know, lie in bed. I don't even want to lie. I don't want to exist anymore. All I want to do is lie in bed. You sound very very, uh, vulgar. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting your flow All good, all good. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was that was my 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 first stage of or depression, I would say. Um, How was it acknowledged then? Uh, it was, um, I would say, it was a bit brushed off by my parents. I wouldn't say that was bad. I mean, what I am now has was sh- is shaped through what what I experienced and what I I've I've lived through. Um, I did visit uh, psychologists at a later stage when I was like nine or ten. Uh, when it did seem like it was a serious problem. Um, before that, it was just played off as, you know, oh, the child is, you know, must have had a bad day at school again. You know, it's only five days of the week that he's... Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so that, that kind of 
So yours, de- your depression from like your what was it called, the child the depression? Oh boy, I'm gonna have to look it, it up. It was again. a very, very complicated word. But what I wanted to get to was that yours, you had to just go through it without any any help. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think also the help that I got later was misdiagnosed. Um, it was assumed that I was just bad at reading and writing, and that was directly maybe related to my depression, which it was. But it was at that point already. It had advanced to a point where, you know, I had uh, social anxiety of going to school and in class. um, And you're also, another symptom is loss of concentration and everything. So if they're doing tests about reading and writing and... Must explain a lot, right? (laughs) Um, The disorder for kids was called disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Yes. So Very DMDD. easy for kids to remember. Yeah, yeah. So I have uh, something <laughs> called uh, disruptive. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like Mom. a child safety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disruptive mood. All right. Here, are ADD. Uh, you know, and uh, concentration pills. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Adderall or whatever you you give these mm. kids these days. Yeah. I mean, that's also something that we could talk about because it is true that here in Sweden we're lucky enough to have very easy access to some sort of health, uh, mental health care. Yes. But I also feel that you're very quickly given the pill and that is supposed to help you and then you're only offered like 10 sessions of KBT, the Mm. CBT therapy, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And but is that is that because that's not the experience I had. I had. But this is. But the experience, experience you had. Okay. Had. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, no, I just and what yeah no. That in my experience, I should say, that this is a little bit how it's it's handled, mm. and this is something that you're told when you contact them. Mm. Like if you contact a primary care center instead of a big hospital, mm. which is not available for many people. Mm. Uh, you are told the first time, like, we're going to put you in in some medication and then you're going to go with a curator or a psychologist. Mm. It depends on how badly you you feel. And you have 10 sessions and you're like, you have this sort of pressure on you. That just stresses you, right? You, exactly. you have to fix this it's in like, 10 oh sessions. Oh my God, 10 yeah. sessions. I have to fix something that I've been carrying on on my shoulders for years and years mm. on and I have to fix it in 10, ten hours. Yeah. You know, less than 10 hours because the sessions are not a one hour long mm. and it's a bit frustrating. And also the kind of therapy that you get might not be the one that serves you. Because what I also feel is that, as you said before, oh, ADD, here are some pills for you to concentrate. That should do it. Mm. You should be fine. You should be a productive member of society now. Mm. Here you go, little kid. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are giving these pills way before, you know, like it's actually an extreme case. Mm. Um, they're just like, yeah, I, uh, my child kind of doesn't want to do a homework. There are the pills, go. Is that, I mean, in my, sorry, sorry, uh, maybe I'm just also coming from this very, very, very positive idea of the state and government and medical health and everything. But before I get into what I want to say, I just wanted to jump on what you said. Not everybody has the option to, like, has the possibility to find, um, uh, like, help. And uh, I have a world, uh, WHO's webpage here on mental, on this, uh, mental disorder, I was going to say, on depression. And um, there's this one sentence I want to share with you. 
Uh, although there are known effective treatments for mental disorders, more than 75% of people in low- and middle-income countries receive no treatment. Uh, like Barriers to effective care include a lack of resources, lack of trained healthcare providers, and the social stigma associated with mental disorders. So it is like... Um, like being like depression is considered one of the world's largest uh, people diseases or what, like I don't know what the translation non transmittable diseases. Thank you. Although you can transmit depression, I would say. <laughs> if you just, hang out just, with just the only depressed this, yeah. people on Fridays, <laughs> <nights>. on Fridays, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as you see, a lot of people don't get uh, like don't get help or don't um, uh, they don't even acknowledge the fact that they're depressed or so but I wanted to get to my uh, my brother who um, I think it, it bounce it, it sort of go it goes in line with what you were saying because he, my brother has a very severe case of, of ADHD and there's like for him there's no doubt about it and he has tried very different ver- like a variation of medication uh, and he stopped taking them because he didn't like the person he became uh, he became like this super tired zombie person so he just said he took them but he didn't because he just didn't like himself on them but that being said i think m- having the opportunity for medication is a good thing uh, then and I-, I saw a documentary that like, that came out maybe four or five years ago that says that every 10th person in sweden is on antidepressants some sort of antidepressant i think it was a Every tenth person. Every tenth person. Christ, that's it's, a lot. Uh, it it was. Um, I don't remember the name of the documentary, but it was done by Noor El Refai. So if you want to take check that out on SVT, I think you'll find it there. Yeah. I uh, also there's a very high medication of women. Yes. This is very typical that as a woman, this is actually a public health emergency that women do not get listened to. And trusted when they say that they're suffering from certain kind of because we're just hyster- hysterical. We're right? hysterical. Yeah, that we are, but in a good sense. <laughs> but um, and so women are very quickly given some sort of medication. It happens a lot with contraceptives. Yeah, but that's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. And it happens with antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication or these kinds of and things. childbirth and uh, periods. There is two different. I uh, have already said that. Look oh yeah, you sorry, not listening sorry. to a woman. Sorry, I was I was <laughs> reading the notes. I was gonna being the white man. In oh, the here room, we go. Here we not go. Not listening to the woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I'll just go a bit lower than yeah, you. Yeah, that you I should. Think, I think this is a very inter- interesting subject that we should get into just after a quick song. All right. Just before you got a, you you were yelled at just before the song because for being a white privileged man exactly yeah. at least I'm not old that makes it worse right <laughs> are but you heterosexual I think so I mean that makes it worse that though. does oh, oh bollocks <laughs> sorry I was gonna say um, something about pills. Oh yeah, because interesting. So women, uh, we we said this before. Women generally get pills quicker than than mm. men. But also statistics say that um, women have a higher level of depression than men. So which one is like the? Is it that we just diagnose them as depressed too early, or are we more depressed? I mean, this is just speculation, of course. 
because I don't have the data in front of me. Yeah, yeah. But I think men are less likely to admit that they are going through some sort of depression or they're feeling low mm. because that is a sign of weakness. Mm. Men don't cry, remember? <laughs> so I think that is one of the reasons why in the statistics mm. men don't show up mm. uh, that much as women do. That mm. would be one of the reasons. I, I just add to that is also that um, men would not talk to each other about feelings. So there would never be a problem where it's like, hey, dude, you got a problem. Go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just, you, know, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know what's normal. Wouldn't you know, it? if you use an Irish accent, mm-hmm. you cannot say dude. <laughs> dude. All right, lads. Dude. dude. But All right, lad, lads. I got this problem. All right. Lad, so. listen, listen to me. <laughs> lad would be Scottish. Oh. Well, I mean, that's that's what I can do. Damn, I she has too much knowledge. She's just putting it oh, okay. in the We, we got to... Um, what, what is Irish then? Just, just as Irish, a second. I am not sure, actually. I have to look into this. I just know I just, I just, know Ireland. That they say Ireland. 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 That's <laughs> all I know. <laughs> Dublin. 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 Uh, Dublin. Dublin. Uh, Dublin. 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 I know Dublin. that... Oh, I don't know. They might use lad, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure, sure they do use lad. I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm assuming You're not it. really sure? Okay, I am sorry, Ireland. <laughs> we do not want to mock your accent. We are great actually accent. Oh, best fans. Accent. Big fans. Yeah. Big, this is a lo- love imitation. Send us an Irish person. <laughs> we need those more. Here Send us a leprechaun. We need lack more than anything else in the world. Um, I would like oh. to just like put a thought out there. So I was I was watching it. I don't know if you know the series Working Moms. Have you seen that series? I have. Yeah, I think it's too white. Uh, yeah, but feminist. You, but okay, we can yeah, talk yeah. about just, it. I just, there's just <laughs> one scene I would like to talk about, mm-hmm. which is when uh, a young girl gets her period for the first time, and um, she is maybe uh, I'm just, I don't remember her age, but say she's like twelve, which would be like a normal. Uh, common age for getting your first period and she's not with her mom she's with her mom's friend and they're sitting on the sofa and um obviously like this in the scene this girl is being maybe extremely oblivious as to what is actually happening because normally you do get a bit more information about periods but you know that's also my standards and i don't know how it is everywhere in the world uh but she is um she asks like what how much am I gonna like? Wh- how much is I gonna bleed or something? I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. And uh, and the answer is, well, you know, give or take fifty years, mm. which just <laughs> which just put everything into like a little bit of perspective for me. I was like, yeah. fuck, that's true. But At bleeding this point f- in my life, yeah, I've been bleeding more than I have not been not bleeding. been bleeding, yeah. Mm. Um, and I just, I just, you don't think about it anymore because you're just like, okay, once a month you get your period, but you also get a lot of hormonal, rubbing uh, out. What's it called? Like this, unstable. It's, it's not stable. It's not unstable. It's just cyclic. Cyclic. Yeah, it yeah, goes up and down. Do, it goes yeah. up and down, mm-hmm. and it, it always, it's a, yeah, yeah, but biology. The, Yes, biology. <laughs> but one of the things that um, I wanted to get to was maybe, first thing, maybe this hormonal instability isn't as common in bi- like biological men, sort of, say, sort of say. I don't know. Um, mm. this in j- people with XY chromosomes. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, it could be, but what I... Sorry that I cut you. No, no it's okay. It what was, it was I do think is that... Uh, when we are studying depression, I don't think there there is so much focus in how it affects 
different differently to people that have X X chromosome or X Y chromosomes mm. because I have actually uh like a personal experience to share here. I tried to I was uh, given a prescription for pepille mm-hmm. uh, yeah, contraceptive, yeah. contraceptive medication yeah. the pill mm-hmm. and and I was just asking okay so I've been struggling with depression quite a bit in my life mm. and I was just wondering how is taking this pill going to affect my mood yes. because it is one of the side effects of this very long <laughs> prescription sheets that you yeah. get this <laughs> gigantic that you might get feelings of depression yeah. and or anxiety mm. and I just asked the, the gynecologist which happens to be a white man uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she looks at me suspiciously <laughs> <laughs> I've done something wrong apparently <laughs> yes being born mm-hmm. uh-huh. but um, that's probably very good for your depression <laughs> that I tell you this I am sorry um, thank you <laughs> and he he said to me oh don't worry that's, that's just not it's not linked and I don't know if it was something that got lost in translation which could be so I will give him the benefit of the doubt okay but I should tell this doctor now from this, from the show that he's probably listening to, of course, because mm-hmm. we are this cool. We'll send it in a private email to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling him, I got so much anxiety yeah. from it. Like, I've never been sadder mm. in a, in such a violent way mm. from taking this pill. Yeah. And I also got acne that won't quit that I didn't have before. So I just wanted to say to this doctor, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's also, I think that's just stupid because it's it's already been proven that that, mm. that, pe- that contraceptives affect, affect mm. you. Oh, fuck, that's, that's just really annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but um. many times it's this hormonal cycles that we get into that mm. govern our moods and everything yeah. that uh, makes us be written off by doctors. Yeah. And it, I think it affects like all the um, myths around women being hysterical and yeah, moody yeah. Um, affect the help that we might or might not get. Yeah. And when it comes to getting treatment for depression, I think this is very uh, prevalent and very linked. Mm. And I don't think, from what from my perspective, I don't think there is enough research about this. Yeah, because uh, women are normally not the the, Ta- uh, the targets the group, yeah. of. Uh. They're not in the research group. Yeah. Not not research group. Ah, oh, oh no. But the ones that are subject the to the yeah to the actual studies. Exactly, yeah. they're not part of the population being studied. Yeah, yeah. or not a representative part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fifty-fifty. Mm. In when you when clinical studies are done, the the population of men in those studies is incredibly high. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are tried on men, uh, that are not tried on women. Yeah. And our biologies just because we have different chromosomes are very different yeah yeah so and imagine the confusion for a trans person that was given a set of chromosomes but then decided to transition Mm. how is this person going to navigate a depression yeah when they have a cocktail of hormones whose effect on your mental health hasn't even been researched properly yeah and they're going to mix that and it's just like not paid attention to mm. because 
But do you feel like, do you feel um, a, a bit hopeful or is it like, because I know we're sort of, we're sort of young and we maybe have grown into just being uh, more aware or do you actually think that there is uh, a wave of awareness that is sort of uh, being pushed for? Where the thing is, it's it's very complicated and it depends on the day. Yeah, I think overall I am hopeful mm. because I see how younger generations talk about mental health. Yeah, and talk about the difference in gender performance and the difference in gender identity yeah. in a very welcoming and open-minded way that we maybe didn't grow up in and we didn't have and we're learning mm -hmm. but they have incorporated it so quickly mm. it's admirable but that also raises the fact that it's getting very polarized so at the same time that these kids are really being so open-minded and so bright and so amazing really mm. we have the opposite effect we're yeah. having people are going backwards yeah so it's a bit scary but at the same time very hopeful yeah so i don't know that's, i think that's uh, the answer i don't i don't remember who wrote this but um i read some some time that or some someone claimed that you need to have like extremes and if we don't have the extremes then we won't go forward so uh, like even if Because we have the extreme and then the other side of the extreme can react to it and it still it makes it more loud and visible and in that way we will yeah. it will be divided but we're still moving forward. Um, I feel way. like until we take the step forward as a society there's a lot of people who are going to suffer and yeah. they're not going to be listened to. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that's the price to pay. I, what do I know? I know mm. nothing. And this is the show about nothing. how little we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I actually me mentioned um, I mentioned hormones because one of the things that uh, I was reading up about the other day was when you get PMS or like very very severe PMS, and they can also be triggers of depression, uh, both for you and if you're living with someone, it can be really 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 hard. I don't know if that's something you had on your list of. Um, I did. I yeah. got shouted down. For not listening. Okay, but I was going to mention that. Yeah. But yes, it does exist. <laughs> please, please talk more about it if you've you. You can that. talk now. Yeah. I may, I may talk now. Thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, You're very welcome, dear commission of uh, the show about nothing. Uh, thank you for having me tonight. Um, I will keep us as short as possible. <laughs> um, as you should. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. For, for uh, practical reasons, because uh, of the song, as well as being a man. But you know, that was a joke. Go, on, go, on, go on, read. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this one and then there's postpartum depression and then there's I was about to say yeah yeah so please so tell me um wait, hold on I'm missing a d in my notes okay but you're going to get to look at look uh, find find your words uh, during okay. the song we're going to listen and to I'm cut off again All right so uh welcome back to the show about nothing uh we're talking today about depression And um, as we just mentioned before, we were talking about how medication can go wrong. But now let's let's touch on the whole topic of how medication can go right or and ways to combat depression. Yes, let's. So we've we've all been depressed people before. Yes. Right. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's like an achievement. It's like an <laughs> Xbox achievement. Twenty points. You're, Do you're we get experience for my character in my game? Exactly. Yeah. You can level up your strength. The game of life. So what, what are certain ways of, of combating um, depression in humans? If it was a physical or medical or, or, or whatever, 
But then you you had some sort of medication given to you, probably. Yes, yes. quite quickly. Uh, I mentioned it before. I was listening. You were listening? No, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, I was uh, given like the... It feels like there is this drug that is kind of the... the how do you say? The, the go-to drug? The go-to drug, yes. Is it an SSRI drug? SSRI. Okay. Uh, what does that stand for? I mean, it's serotonin. Stimulating. That what it does in a in a in a molecular level is that it blocks the receptors of serotonin, so that the it blocks. It, it should it be the blocks. opposite, right? Isn't it the other Who's way the way? scientist here? Oh no, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't want to get mean. It was a joke, but um, it blocks them so that serotonin stays more time in your synapses in oh, between okay. two neurons, and therefore the effect that serotonin has is prolonged. Okay, because it is assumed that makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say like <laughs> ooh, blocking serotonin. Ooh. No, no. So because the the it is uh, assumed or proved or uh, thought of like the the working theory right now is that people are depressed don't produce enough serotonin so the idea of this uh, drug is to make a better use of the serotonin that we do have and it makes sense because it's better than boosting the amount of serotonin you have around because otherwise once you stop taking the drug you don't have any serotonin around so that's that's what, what MDMA does to you that was what I was gonna get uh, asked so uh, because I also have SSRI medication it's called the escitalopram Mm-hmm. The one I have, but I also heard of uh, another one that was referred to as something like mood stabilizers mm-hmm. that weren't supposed to be SSRIs. But since that's the one I have, I know more about that one. But more like, a, so this is someone talking to a doctor, talking to me. So it's not mm-hmm. I have not a direct line with the doctor, uh, but they are supposed to um, like limit the extremes. I think that is used. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, mm. it is used more when you have something like a bipolar disorder. Okay. When, in which you have a manic state yeah. and then you have a depressive state. Yeah. And then this mood stabilizer is going to try and cut out the extremes. Yeah. So I think these drugs are normally lithium-based. Yeah, okay. And so lithium is, has been used to treat bipolar disorder for as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't know what the stage is now because yeah. I'm not really, uh, I don't know about that. Mm. I can only know so much. So, but uh, when I was prescribed the um, medication, like so, uh, in escitalopram, you start off on ten milligrams, and you can take it up to twenty milligrams, and you start off low, and then you go up if necessary. And I remember my doctor; he was like, "You have like you you're gonna take this this, and two first weeks might like don't be alone. It's gonna mm. like you're gonna have well, you're gonna be very emotional. Yeah. I guess. Uh, did you experience like that low? Uh, when you started taking that? I actually did not. No? No. It's been my experience with uh, sertraline, which is the SSRI that I'm taking. Mm. 100 milligrams. (laughs) For more information, (laughs) call me at... (laughs) No, and... uh, (laughs) K103. And it worked like magic. I was very, very resistant to taking medication. Yeah. Because I was under the impression that I was going to become a zombie. And I didn't want to... Uh, be a zombie. Mm. On on the negative side effects here again. Uh, I have I do have a friend who took. He was falsely all right. Short backstory. He was falsely um, wrongly diagnosed. Yes. Mm. Um. Uh, in America, in Canada, actually, 
and oh, was given antidepressant. America. But actually, the problem was that he had a hormone deficiency inside his. Uh, is that only it's women? Like the neck part yeah, close yeah, to where you there speak. There is a syndrome. Yeah, it's it's a it's syndrome. It's a syndrome with a Japanese name. Exactly, and that is uh, autoimmune. Hashimoto, yes. maybe. Yes, something like that. Autoimmune, something rather. Yeah, it's an autoimmune disease exactly. that causes. And he yep. took this this drug for uh, maybe half a year or a year or maybe even longer. And he said it like once he got to to Germany and he got it properly taken care of, there was a long term, you know, relapse, a, a bit of a problem that he had to to overcome psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, as I assume both of you have taken. Maybe not the same, but similar. I'm sure in Canada they got better stuff, but um, or more dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, has have have you stopped taking these these medications? I've been on and off. Uh, is it many a, times. is there a relapse? Is there? There is a relapse. Depends on how you do it. Because since I have this complicated relation with medication, because I don't want to be dependent on a pill for the rest of my life. This mm. is a thing that. I'm like I have ingrained in my brain. Yes, I'm trying yeah. to get rid of this idea because if I need it, then so be it. But uh, it is in my head, and my family are pressing towards this direction mm. because they don't want me to depend on anything. Mm. They want me to be independent. Right, so it becomes and an addiction of some sort. Yeah, yeah that's the sort of the fear I think. Yeah. So it's very tricky because sometimes when you're taking it, you kind of feel like yourself again when you reach like a good point again. Yeah, so you it. feel like. I'm on top of the world. I'm fine. I'm cured. There's mm. no more depression. Mm. And I was running out of of um, pills. Pills. Mm. And and I was on a trip, so it was like a big hassle to ring eleven seventy seven and be like, "Hi, I need to renew my prescription." And I am abroad, so can you like give me a special permission? So I was like, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm mm. in a trip. It's gonna mm. be great. I'll just stop for a bit because it's a great time to stop. Problem was that even though I know how this works, but you trick yourself very easily when you're yeah. when you struggle with depression. Um that I stopped like straight away. Yeah, like cold turkey. Um. I went from a hundred grams to milligrams sorry not 100 grams (laughs) to absolutely nothing yeah so i and then when i go back to sweden after my trip i my prescription had ended Mm. and i was i was at that point like okay then well i won't take them again and see what happens what happened was the worst summer of my life yeah i was gonna say you must have crashed hard i crashed very very hard it was bad but uh, i have uh, shout out to Leonie that uh, helped me out and Carlos that also helped me out mm. and shout uh, out to lifted them. me up and told me to get my shit together and get medication again. On, yeah. on that note, let's just say one or two things more about other ways of dealing with depression. Um, of course, there's medication, but there's also alternative ways. I mean, even if it's a sort of therapy, for example, seasonal Seasonal affective disorder sad. is a seasonal based. Yeah, it's, the abbreviation is sad, which is sad. Great, funny. <laughs> oh, okay, easy, sad to, easy to remember, easy though. To remember. Mm. Uh, which is a, a disorder, uh, basically a depressional that comes seasonal, usually in winter or fall. Um, I've experienced it in spring, same as my mother. Mm. Um, which could also be genetic. Another thing we could could have touched on, but mm. uh, you're mm. gonna have to look that up. Um, mm. <coughs> No man study, twin studies, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, which results will be released in another 50 years, but hey, we'll, we'll see about that. 
Um, but there's other solutions, like for, for the SAD uh, disorder, um, you would use light therapy where you stimulate the, the brain, the melatonin levels uh, in the brain um, with regulated lights. So you, you set up a bunch of lights in your apartment, mm. a certain type of lights that's spill out the same as uh it's not your sunlight. ordinary lamp yes well i mean it's kind of it's close there's yeah but. i mean i've just bought a lamp that i think is gonna cure all of my problems there we go she's so cute Think positively there's also placebo right that's also a good solution you know um but also obviously you can take you can go for exercise um you can talk to people generally i think social contact is a, is a big way to mm at least distract yourself from the depression. Hmm. Um, the thing is, um, on social contact and on getting exercise and all of that, it, when you're really like down there in the hole, it's just very hard to get yourself to do that. So I think is, that yeah. the first step for me would be to tell your closest, most reliable friend, talk about it, because yeah. if you don't talk about it, even if it's scary to hear yourself say, I think I'm depressed, then it doesn't exist and you can't get help and you can't get better yeah i mean um uh, i think i'm gonna round it up a bit but i was lucky to have someone saying you are depressed and get help and then after that i got to talking to people and getting but also sports and light and uh, like physical activity and social uh social like be just being social around others you don't have to be your best version all the time but you just have to be around people it's also prescribed uh, at the same time as you're taking medication, if you are taking medication, like those are one of the basic, the basic ways we know to produce. Uh, the, now I'm not the scientist, but like those, the good hormones that make you happy. Mm. Um, those are not hormones; those are neurotransmitters. What she said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the things that make you happy uh, in your body. See, I'm I'm not a scientist, obviously. But I wanted to, uh, I mean, depression is a huge topic. Uh, there's so much to cover. Uh, I don't think we even covered, I don't know, a hundredth of how much you can talk about. Uh, but I want to thank you all, you both, for being very uh, open and also like sharing your personal experiences. And uh, a big thanks to Belen for, for being here. And I think we're going to see you a lot more in the future on our show. Hopefully. Yes. See me and hear me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and just happy the show about show about nothing is running again. And next time we'll have hopefully Marie as well. Marie, uh, we missed you so much. Yes. <laughs> uh, please listen to uh, check out our social media uh, k103 underscore the show about nothing on Instagram. I hope I got that one right this time. Otherwise, you'll find us on Facebook as well. And thank you guys so much. Have thank a great you. Saturday evening. Party hard now. <laughs> Goodbye. Stop Bye. being depressed. Just try smile. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.